Hello. I would like to welcome everyone to the show today. Today we're going to address some topics that are heavily focused in suicide, suicidality, suicidal ideation, suicide attempts, and just suicide in general. So if you're not comfortable with that, and you're not comfortable with it being discussed in an irreverent manner, and some very interesting perspectives on it, if that is an issue for you, please turn off the podcast now. This is not an episode you want to tune into. It's going to be sad. And with that out of the way, let's dive right in. So recently, I've had this new phrase that's been brought to my awareness. Suicidal for a bed. Suicidal for a bed. Suicidal for a bed. What exactly does that mean? Well, it turns out it's a very, very, very common occurrence where a homeless individual gets to the point they're suicidal for a bed. Now, does that mean they're not suicidal? They just want a bed? Well, this is the the topic we're going to unpack. What does it mean exactly to be suicidal for bed? And when does it turn into just suicidal? And you want out. Because you don't have a bed. And that's a contributing factor. In fact, your trigger is not having a bed. And when you don't have a bed, you're suicidal. Because you don't want to be here that bad at all. I mean... You're ready to go home, ready for the next chapter, ready to be underground, ready for the end of you and your experience here. As so many people seem to be way more than people are willing to talk, it's feeling like it's a pretty bubbling, bubbling, bubbling beneath the surface kind of deal. Especially as more and more advancements in technology and AI And the schism between uber-rich and uber-poor becomes wider and wider. Especially when many of these people out on the street, they're not dumb. They're pretty smart. Got a bad script. Even if they worked really hard, sometimes things just didn't go right. Sometimes, on the other side... Uber, 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 insane, wealthy, rich, didn't work so hard, kind of things just fell into place, not really on their own merit, or sometimes it is, there's a lot of different stories to be told, sometimes things just fell into place, like it was a movie script, not the meritocracy and the sweat of your brow that you want us all to believe. And there we have it. No bed. Sad. No family. No friends. No drugs. Nothing. Just life. Many years of life. It's kind of sad. Don't want to go on. Ready to die. And as you're coming up with your plan, because you plan most of the day, every day, 
plans are not a problem for you. Many options if one is not around. You decide, I'm going to need to get some help. I want to give this one more try. I've been hearing it's Mental Health Awareness Month. People are concerned about me. Asking about my mental health. I think I'm going to give that number a call for the very first time. Don't have a phone. Maybe I do. Text a call. They say you need to come in. You're not well. You need to be here right now at the hospital if that's how bad you are. Get an ambulance. Go to the ER. After 30 minutes, they ask you the questions. Where do you live? I don't have a home. Within 30 minutes more, you need to go. You're suicidal for a bed. What do you mean I'm suicidal for a bed? You're only suicidal because you don't have a place to live. Why do you think that? You talk kind of well. No blood. Suicidal people, they have blood. They bleed. No blood, no help. You're suicidal for a bed. Is that the case here? How do you know? I don't think you care. Send me back on the street. Indifferent if I die. No rooms here. No place to sleep. Tough it out on your own. You say you're suicidal? We don't believe you're suicidal enough to be here back on the streets for you. You don't believe I'm suicidal enough to be here? How would you know? Didn't even talk to me about my life. Only two or three questions asked. I'm having a really hard time. I don't really want to talk to you because I know it's going to change over every. 10 to 30 minutes to an hour have to tell everyone again like we're meeting for the very first time hurts my soul and now you want to kick me out I'm barely hanging on by a thread I'm on my last string I'm on my last straw what analogy can I use this is the real deal. Do you have a plan? I have lots of plans. Will you tell me your plan? No, because then you'll try to stop me after you just tried to let me go. So what is it, man? Are you going to help or are you going to send me out to execute my plan and die? You just called me suicidal for a bed. And can you think of a better reason to be suicidal than that? And that's the least amount of things on my mind. That's not even the primary source of my pain. That you don't even offer to help. Just accuse me of one thing. You're the simplest people I've ever met. Doctors behind your name. Your mind couldn't be more simple and bland.
suicidal for a bit. So what do I got to do to stay? It's obvious to me you can't recognize my pain is bad. It is real. I would rather be anything than here with you. You guys have no kindness at all. Don't care. A little bit cruel to me. Suicidal for a bed. And now I have to unpack. And I have to relive the trauma I don't want to relive. Too much for me tonight with how uncaring and kind you've been. But you're going to need to hear a few things if you don't believe I'm suicidal, my friend. Tonight's a rough night for me. Has been for some time. You're going to kick me out? Are you crazy? I'm saying I'm not ready to leave. I don't feel safe at all. You're suicidal for a bed. It's time for you to go. And then I recognize the thing I've known all along. No blood, no help. If you ever suicidal, my friend, and you want to make sure you get checked in, I recommend you get out a blade. Give yourself a few scratches on the wrist. You'll get in every time. Shows them the blood. Now they'll give you the help you need. Go in without blood? No help. Almost every time. How dumb and blind is this system, guys? I have to bleed to get checked in. But you say mental health, you are aware. You are ignorant. 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 I find most healthcare workers to be the worst of triaging mental health, especially at the ER. Only thing you understand is blood. Mental health? Really bad? No blood, no help. That's what I've learned every time I need to go or talk to a friend. No blood, no help. No room, no doctor, you need to go. Your insurance is bad, you don't seem nice. Time for you to go, you're a man. If you're a woman, check you in overnight. Don't believe me? Done the research can prove. Systems prejudice against the men. You guys can't cry. You guys can't look like it's a wreck. Gotta keep it together a little bit. But you also have a higher rate of success. When a man sets out to do this job, he gets it done. Because he doesn't want to go in with a little scratch to show he's hurt. He doesn't do little scratch. He'll cut off his arm. Wants to die. Can't cry out for help quite the same way. Does that mean all girls who are cutters are wrong? Absolutely not. It's a helpful tool. I believe a lot of times it's meant for business. Just different way of thinking about the job. Men want to get it done over a kill. 
leave no chance to be revived or live at all. Don't want to live with the embarrassment of being found. Didn't die worse than suicide in many cases for us. I'd rather die than be found with a slit wrist. As another indicator of being a failure in some aspect of my life, the worst thing I can imagine is having that scar as a man who wanted to end his own life. Failure. How many of us think different than you? Does anyone care? Too hard to hear. My perspective's not valid, but I guarantee I know more than almost all of you. It's my life. It's the life of my friends. It's the life of the people that I know. Almost all suicide attempts for them. Difficult to relate with anyone who hasn't at least tried two or three times. Don't even understand how they can live and not feel the pain of not just themselves, but everyone else alive. Not doing well, hurting, sad. It feels like those of us who are most connected to humanity also are the ones that are in so much pain. The burden of the empath, especially those who are unaware, not able to navigate and manage the burdens and pain. Say that to a doctor here. You're crazy. They lock you up. No such thing. Part of the problem. Whether they live in mental health land up on the hill and whether we all live down here. That we can't even agree on that empath is real. Weird, part of the problem. Different body design, different approach to help. Don't even understand. You've only got one tool. That tool's a pill. Where did that pill come from? How was it tested and how was it tested for what? Do you even do a scan of my brain, run the chemicals in my head or my body at all? Or do you just hear some words, look at a chart, take this pill for you. Now take these every day. They may make suicidal ideation worse. We don't care. Give us a call. We'll change if it does. But how would you know? It's supposed to get better, but you are already trending down. What do you think of this podcast? Lots of fun? A little bit true? Does it hit a nerve? Can you believe it's real? The people out on the street will never even hear that the people at the hospital just think they're suicidal for a bed. No tools they have to offer you. Everything's dried up or doesn't exist. Hot potato, get off our room. 
get out the building there, get off our property, high fives all around, not our problem now. Send him into the county, send him into the city, send him into the state, send him to the church, send him back to the street, send him to jail, send him to this park, send him to that. No help for you. Bouncing around. No place to live. Hurtled around like a dog. Where do we live? Where do we go? How do we stabilize? How do we access all of this help that the money is getting put into somehow? Budgets aren't zero. Budgets are decent. Where does it go? And if we can build a temple in two or three weeks, certainly we could build a decent homeless shelter in a month. House all the brothers and sisters on the streets here in Salt Lake City, yeah? Or no? Jesus Christ maybe don't care. Maybe we all misunderstand what the true gospel means. No room in Salt Lake City for you. Jesus Christ, where his true church supposedly is, isn't helping out the brothers and sisters here. Who did they work for then? Everyone's confused. My favorite question now to ask. Did you grow up with them? Are they helping you now? Who owns these problems? Tell me about your trauma. I can handle it all. You were molested by a member of your church as a little girl? No one believed you? You're out on the street now? Seems like a weird thing to lie about. Problem covered up. No news coverage at all. Weird. Are you having fun? Swimming around in all that cash? Brothers and sisters out on the streets here, they're having a tough time. No beds. Nowhere to go. Bounce from park to park. Bridge to bridge. Locked. To lot. Every time we try to call it out, it's like we're telling you where they are. You move them around. Round them up. Barely treat them humane. Homeless in Salt Lake City, I still here have it pretty good compared to the rest of the country, man. So what's the idea? I've not talked to a person yet, doesn't think the situation can be fixed if we don't address the economic system where we live. And some of the laws. And just be honest about how truly difficult the situation is and make it clear to everyone at the top We've got all these numbers and resources. We hand them out. Oftentimes, they don't exist or they don't work. 
they're all gone. No one answers the phone. And when they do, we're all full. Don't call back again for a few months. Best we can do over full at the seams. You're at the hospital? They even want to check you in because there's lots of blood on you. They believe you're suicidal. No beds. Nowhere to go for days. Back on the street. But we care about you and we hope you don't die. That's why we let you sit here for 30 minutes without your shoelaces. So when we send you back out on the streets for the robbery, fentanyl, and cops, you had 30 minutes where we didn't let you wear your shoes. But as soon as we decide you're suicidal for a bed, we give you back everything you brought. We kick you out the door. You may as well put a gun in their hand. Pretty bad here in this quantum. Lots of lies about the truth of the condition here. Why would anyone tell the truth? No one looks good in the state of Utah. In the governor's office, the mayor, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in a mountain, U of U, and all these other organizations it's pretty bad. But you all know that already. I've talked to you. Everyone agrees. Whose responsibility is it? No one talks. Because all the healthcare workers, they're scared they're going to lose their jobs. Everyone. They're fearful they're going to be out on the street if they speak up and lose their job. Perpetuate the myth and the lie that everything's in place and going well. It's pretty bad. No one's willing to speak up and talk and lay down a line and say we can't keep saying we care if there's nowhere to go. And there's no jobs. And there's no food. And we're running out of hope. You can't continue to say you care. When all we're asking there. When we're in your face is for a voice. Because they won't listen to someone who's lived on the street. They need to hear it from someone whose name has a PhD after it. And wears a white coat. But none of you guys have the balls or the lady balls, or anywhere in between, to say what needs to be said. You're asking us to kill these people, and we all took an oath. And after taking that oath, it's unethical for us to send them back out on the street, because there's not a bed. We know they're going to die, and the numbers say that as well. You don't even follow your own Hippocratic Oath doctors. I'm calling you out. At a certain point in medicine, it's a game of information and truth more than pills and procedures. And that means the only thing you can do at this point to save lives is to speak up. And be bold and be loud and tell the truth about the situation 
it's as much economic as medical, and they're connected, and you're all in on it together, and it's a painful situation we're going to have to dig out of as a country, guys. Everyone should know that today. The conversation and discussion is done. Now let's grab the shovels and let's go to work. This isn't something that needs to be researched, studied, or debated. I can tell you what it is right now. A blind man can see it in a minute. It's corruption to the core. Between our governments and our institutions and our doctors and the food. Y'all need us sick in order for you to have jobs. And y'all took out a lot of debt to get those jobs. So it's not like when we replace you with AI and the truth and health, you're going to be the top members of society still, doctors. I've always found it weird how much you guys make for what you guys do. It feels like a scam. And if that sounds cruel or mean or you turn me off or you don't listen or believe a thing I say, I'm going to make a pretty strong case that it feels like your salaries and status and position in society is based off something you've never understood yet. Which makes it very difficult for me to trust you to come up with the solution for this. And we're going to end it right there.